Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. At the Toddcast tonight, we're going to call this Safety Protocols. Safety Protocols. Now, as most of you know, or hopefully you know, I love kids. I do. I really do love kids. I think the reason for that is because they remind me of myself. I think that's why I like kids so much. I long to turn back the clock, and I love, I love to wish that I had the problems that kids have versus the problems that adults have. Wouldn't that be a great thing, a great trade, is to trade your problems as adults for their problems as kids? Kids, and I mean this, stay young as long as you can, okay? But I believe it's deeper than that. I, every day I see little bits of myself, my own nature in my children, and there's, there's something cool about that. I'll just run through my kids right now and let you know each one of them, why they're special to me. Haddon. Haddon, raise your hand back there. Haddon is our oldest. He is a natural leader. Haddon really is. He loves to lead. He loves to teach. He loves to help people do things. He loves to help people learn things. He doesn't mind going first and doing things if he believes it's going to help someone along the way. So Haddon, you're going to be a true leader, and I like that about you. Titus, one of our twins, is very inquisitive. Titus is always asking questions. He wants to know how this world works, and he wants to know how people operate, and he's not afraid to find out by asking. So if you've ever been one of those people that Titus came up and just asked you a question, you'll understand. That's, that's how Titus works. <laughs> Titus wants knowledge, and I appreciate that because I, too, love knowledge. Levi, our other twin, is not a risk taker, and that's a good thing. Levi lets other people make the mistakes, and he learns from watching them so that he doesn't have to make his mistakes by himself. He doesn't chase thrills. Uh, he's happy waiting to see if something's worth it before he dives into it. And Levi, you're like daddy. Do you know I'm not a risk taker? You're just like daddy. You're built just like daddy. I do not take risks. I like to calculate. I like to watch. I like to collect all the information, and then we'll see. So Levi, you probably get that from me. Adelaide. Where's Adelaide? Raise your hand, Adelaide. Adelaide is my jokester. You might not get to see it here on, on our gatherings, but Adelaide loves to laugh and she loves to make other people laugh. She loves the Three Stooges and Mr. Bean. And she has a very sharp wit. Adelaide is one of the sharpest senses of humor I've ever seen. Adelaide, I believe you have my personality. I think you really do. We both love humor. We both find humor in a lot of things. And that's how Adelaide is. Evangeline, Evie... Where's Evie? Wave your hand, Evie. Evie, you are nothing like me, and that's a very good thing. Evie is too sweet and angelic. Um, now, okay, she might have a couple things. Evie loves the potential for exciting things. Evie gets really excited about things, and I love that about her. She also loves to make little kids happy. Evie's always the one around the baby and the little kids trying to make them happy, and I love that about Evie. She's also a very confident little girl. She really is. Where's Marcus? Marcus, the one eating chips... Marcus, the thing I love about Marcus is he's always seeking the next laugh. He's always seeking the next moment for fun, the next adventure. He's not, he's done with yesterday's happiness. Yesterday's happiness are not going to satisfy him today. He needs new happiness, future excitement. He always wants the next thing that is about joy. And I love that about Marcus because I too am looking for some future joy. Where's Thurman? Thurman on my mother's lap. There he is, hand raised. Now, Thurman is the, the smallest boy, um, seventh of eighth, but Thurman will not be left behind. He won't. He's stronger than he looks. He's a very strong-willed 
little boy. I believe this about Thurman, and I really believe this. I think he'll either destroy the world or win the world. And I don't think, I don't think it's anything in between. And we're, we're going to find out which one it is. And I think he's kind of like me that way. A lot of people wrote me off saying Todd's going to destroy the world, but Lord willing, God has a different plan for a lot of us, doesn't he? Felicity, my little baby girl, she's seven months old. Felicity, you may have seen it here, you may not have seen it, but at home she's loud. Felicity is loud. You may have seen it during the worship time. She likes to get into it. Felicity does not mind capturing the attention of a room. She's a true walker that way. I believe Felicity is going to own the stage one day, whatever that looks like. And Felicity, I love you about, I love you for that. Now, do you see how I managed to compliment myself by complimenting my own kids? My kids, <laughs> my kids are a huge blessing in my life because they carry on my legacy in the world. I think that's how kids are supposed to be. They're supposed to carry on a little bit of your legacy in this earth. But they're also a huge blessing because I genuinely love my family. I genuinely love my kids and I want the best for them. When I give my children instructions, I expect them to pay attention to those instructions and to heed those instructions. When I give my children commandments, I expect them to obey those commandments. And the reason for this is because I love them. I'm generally trying to take care of my, ki my kids and my children. Now I'm gonna illustrate that tonight. I'm gonna ask as many kids of mine as are able to come up here. Come on, kids. I kind of warned them that I was going to do this. Come on up, kids. You don't have to do anything scary, okay? I would tell this to my church people, too. Just come on up. I just need you as an object lesson, okay? I'm going to illustrate a couple things about our family that is real, just so you guys... Oh, Thurman's down. It's all right. He's strong. I told you. Right back up. We're going to illustrate... Look at this. You guys ever seen The Sound of Music? That's right. We're going to learn that, okay? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I kind of pulled back the curtain one of these weeks with one, my icebreaker and let you guys know what, what, what happens with the Walker family, how we, how we function as a family. I'm going to illustrate a couple things. I'm going to illustrate what, how it looks when the Walkers go out in public, okay? Now, maybe you guys have thought about that, going, how do they pull that off? How do they pull it off and they go in public? Well, we don't a lot, but sometimes we do. And when we go out in public together as a family of 10 and sometimes 11, oftentimes 11, because we drag Mimi into it for her help, um, it's a lot of work, as you might expect. It's a lot of work to go into public. Honestly, it's a lot of work to go into our backyard. It takes a lot of work, uh, potty trips and getting socks and shoes on. Uh, we are not a very spontaneous family, as you might guess. It takes a lot of logistics to get our family to do anything. Now, when we go out, we typically go out in two vehicles. We do not have that huge bus yet that you guys are probably waiting one day that's going to pull up into the parking lot and 20 kids get out. We don't have that bus yet. So typically we take two vehicles, typically four kids are in one, four in the other, other vehicle, and our children's ages range from 11 down to seven months old. So we have a lot of young children, and it's a lot of work getting them in and out of cars. You want to touch that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what happens is when we take our kids out in public and we take a couple kids out of the car, we still have a lot of work to do. We still have a lot of kids to get out of the car. Sometimes as many as seven kids can fit into one vehicle. I still need this, buddy. And so what happens is when we take a couple kids out of the car, we have to get the rest out of the car. So usually the older ones are the last ones out of the car because they're in the back. So when we take three or four kids out of the vehicle, we still have to get a few more kids out of the car. And what's the point of me telling you this? Well, as soon as we get some of the kids out of the car, we instruct them to do something very important. And I say this a lot, don't I, Janine? Every time we go in public, I find myself saying this one phrase. Guys, when you get out of the car, stay right next to daddy. You guys have heard me say that, haven't you? 
Yeah. Soon, yeah. Yeah. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I get them out of the car, that's the first thing I say, guys. Stay right next to daddy. Don't leave. Don't go. Don't go away. Stay right next to the car. Stay right next to daddy. What do you guys usually say? Okay. Okay. That's not what you say. Uh, no, they do. They're usually good kids about that. But they've learned with a lot of practice that I mean business, and they can tell by my tone that I'm not joking around. And what's I'm going to ask for some feedback now. Why? Why don't I just let my kids move about and maybe go into the store or the restaurant or the mountain by themselves? What's the answer? It's not safe. It's not safe. Good answer. Because they might get hurt or lost. And I'm, I'm aware of that as a dad when we go into public. They could get struck by a car. They could wander into danger. They might even get lost. You are changing things on my screen. And that is really hard. <laughs> I factored this in. See, I told you. Win the world or destroy it. We're going to find out. The only safe place for my kids to be in public is right next to their parents because we want to protect them and we are thinking actively about that now are we being cruel to our kids when we tell them they have to stay next to the car is that a cruel thing for a parent to do yes <laughs> yes yeah, one day you won't think that i believe we're being good loving parents we are making sure that harm does not come to those we love the most now i'm going to give you another scenario a very specific uh, scenario the other week um Kathy and Paul let us go to Loon Mountain, and thank you for that, Kathy. That was a tremendous gift. Our whole family went to Loon Mountain, or Loon Mountain, yes, and uh, we went to a whole bunch of different activities at Loon Mountain, and inevitably when we go to somewhere like that for a whole day adventure, it's going to happen where someone needs to use the bathroom, right? I mean, it's just going to happen. So I'm not sure which kid had to go first. Good job. I'm not sure which kid had to go first, but we had four adults, including my mom and my sister, and we had eight kids. So using the bathroom takes a lot of logistics. So guess what we did? I said to Marcus and Thurman, I said, guys, go use the bathroom and catch up with us later in the afternoon. <laughs> you guys go use the bathroom and, you know, we'll catch up with you around two o'clock. And uh, then we just sent them on their way. Did we do that? No, we didn't do that. That would be cruel. <laughs> We all went together. We all went to the bathroom together, not into the stalls, of course, but we went to the bathrooms together. And we learned the hard way that even the kids who say they don't have to go to the bathroom, two or three minutes later, I have to go to the bathroom. So we've learned the hard way to let them all use the bathroom or make them all use the bathroom at the same time. But even using the bathroom took some logistics because we have boys and girls. We have adults who also need to use the bathroom. So Janine and Aunt Christy took the girls, I took the boys, we left a couple of the boys with Mimi, and we told them the same thing. When we're in the bathroom and you're not, stay right near Mimi. Stay right near Mimi. They couldn't wander off and go on a ride on their own. They had to abide right next to us. Again, is it because we, with, we enjoy withholding joy from our kids and watching them suffer? Yes. <laughs> no, it's because we want love them and we want to keep them safe from harm. And no one loves our kids more than we do. Okay, guys, because you're going to destroy my screen, you guys can go sit down now. How about that? I'm going to tell you to not abide with me right now, okay? Go abide with your mother. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for that, for that object lesson. Are you going to stay up here? Come over here. Come over here. Well, this lesson... <laughs> see. This lesson should remind us of something, because in Sunday we talked about a passage from 1 John chapter 4. And in 1 John chapter 4, John says this, and remember, listen for the word abide. 
He says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. When we tell our kids to abide near us, we are also telling the wayward drivers of the world, the perverts, the creeps of the world, they can't have our kids. They are our kids, and we're going to keep them, and you don't get them. By telling our kids to abide with us, we're telling those who seek, possibly seek the harm of our children to stay away. They're not welcome. Generally speaking, those who want to hurt children do so when the children are away from the parents, correct? So parents and caretakers of children have safety protocols to ensure their children's safety, and that's a good thing. And where do we get this concept? We got it from our God. We got this concept of staying near those who love you from our God. God is the one who commanded his children to abide in Jesus. He knows that if we don't abide in Jesus, we are opening ourselves up to all kinds of predators and all kinds of dangers. God's commandment to abide in Jesus is a safety protocol for our souls. But also, it's not just about safety. Did you know that? Beyond safety, when we take our kids to a restaurant or a mountain or Loon Mountain or Storyland, we are the ones looking out for their joy. We're looking out for their happiness. We want them to have a good, joyful experience. By abiding with us, they're staying safe, and they're also in the best possible position to receive joy because no one loves our kids, no one's looking out for our kids more than we are. Safety and joy both come from abiding in those with those who love you the most. When God is commanding us to abide in Jesus, it's for our safety and for our joy. The dangers of this life are all outside of Jesus, aren't they? And the true sadness and loss in this life are also all outside of Jesus Christ. The commandment that I give to my children is very clear. Stay near daddy and mommy. Don't follow, don't listen to, don't be beckoned away from any, from, by anyone else because they don't have your safety in mind. Your safety and joy will come from those who love you the most. And I want that to be a reminder to us tonight to not stray from the Lord Jesus. Because sometimes we do, right? Sometimes we do. If we were honest... Sometimes we look to the right and to the left. We consider other things, other people, other agendas, and we go down dark alleys that we have no business going down. When in all reality, we've already learned this. Jesus' voice, Jesus' will, his commandments, and his presence is for our safety and for our joy. Nobody loves us like Jesus. Nobody. Closeness to Jesus is the very best place to be at all times. And John and Jesus gave this, this simple and very effective strategy. When we abide in Jesus, we win. We are safe from all the predators and we receive the most joy anyone could ever give us. And sadly, this life is full of predators, isn't it? It's full of joy stealers, isn't it? Our God is good. And our God is a God of eternal safety and a God of eternal joy. And we should know by now that nearness and obedience to Jesus is the safest best and most joyful place to be. And I just want to remind you, Christian, tonight, abide with Jesus. Abide with Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.